0: All right, what's going on what's going on people who are listening to this people listening on the road right now going somewhere got about an hour drive time on me um a little bit of traffic you know might slow me down might might not be there you know a little bit less time if, you know traffic clears up but it, you know it is what it is whatever uh so you know i I was getting out of the shower, and I was thinking about something, right? I was thinking about something. Um, and, you know, I want to believe the Lord was want to believe and will believe and will say. You know, the Lord, you know, was... What's the word? Revel- revelating things to me. Um, whereas the connections between information just became much clearer. And I understood. I understood. Um... So I'm, I'm gonna share something with you all. People, people love man. Y'all love, y'all love relationships, and and I and I and I guess that's also what I'm called to, you know, leader of a, a singles ministry at the church. So man, can't <laughs> can't I can't not want to talk about relationships. So I get here we go. All right, here we go. So I've been thinking about some things, and I've been thinking about a relationships and and how they work and and, and how that should really go um and first and foremost you know i kind of want to bring to the attention of the listeners that you see often is as as often as often as, as often can be right like like you see it everywhere it's far far more than common right People get into relationships. You know, lots of relationships don't work out. So many relationships do not work out, and reasons that they don't work out. It could be honestly just simple, very small adjustments, right? Or, or some great issues that y'all should have never, you know, started. But regardless of that, you know, I'm, give me a second here. I got to check my GPS. Like I said, I got a, a drive on me, so. Um, make hey, sure I'm, uh... so apparently I went the wrong way, okay, that's cool, so now, where I'm going, I, I got a, I started somewhere that I've never started before, so I uh... <clears throat> I started trying to go the same old route that I, that I knew before. And that's common for me to go. Um, But, yeah, it it actually increased my drive time. So regardless of that, anyway, keep it moving. Um, Yeah, relationships, man. People get relationships. They fail all the time, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. right? And then, you know, you have relationships that work. But I've learned that... When you say something works, or when you say something is right, when you say something is good, whatever. When when you try to label or classify something, um, a positive versus a negative, uh, it's all depending upon the definition of the person who's doing the classification. For example, if we were to have an argument, or a debate, or just a simple conversation, you know talking about abortion, right, and if, uh, if you were to say abortion is, you know, a right thing to do, and you have your, your reasons why, you know, and people agree with you, and, and then, you know, and then laws are now made in favor of, and in support of abortion, well now, in the world, wherever that is, uh, where that, where that case stands, Abortion is right. Why? It's because of the people who were determining the right and wrong of that case. Now, again, on the flip side of that, we'll go here. I, I don't really know where, the law, where, the, what the laws are in certain states. Um, so I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to call out any specific. Um, but if you were to come here and I say, "Oh, abortion's wrong," right? And now we get laws passed. What? what people say anti-abortion laws um and now abortion is not legal and you know cannot be done or practiced um and it's punishment it is a punishable offense um if if performed in whatever state i'm in right in this place in this world over here you know abortion is wrong and it like i said it depends upon who is doing the classifications? Who is calling what right? Who is calling what wrong? How you view things? How you view the situations? All by the people in power, basically. So whoever whoever has the power to make that decision, what their viewpoints are, and you got everybody, you guys already understand this. This is why you elect certain officials into office, certain people um, as your presidents and as your city officials, as your state. You know, delegates all all that other kind of stuff, right? This is why you select certain people, how they view certain things. It's the same exact thing. So, with that being said, um, what, what, what was the topic? With that being said, uh, relationships. Um, I don't remember how that was how that was tied into this into this topic. I'm going to be honest with you, uh, but <clears throat> regardless of that. You know, a lot of relationships fail, a lot of relationships, they work. That's what it was. Now, as how you define the term work or, or what that looks like in the in the case of a relationship. Some people say relationships work and they don't dig into it. They'll talk about people in their lives or immediately when they hear about celebrities or, or not even celebrities, but just anybody on the street, anybody randomly, anybody that they may know deeply or faintly regardless of of all that when they hear oh me and this person has been together for 10 years 15 years 20 years 30 years right no you know just all of a sudden it's automatic praise right automatic praise especially if especially like say you're somebody's on stage performing something like i seen this happen in co- comedy specials comedians don't say They'll start talking about themselves, letting the audience get to know them. And they'll say, me and my girlfriend, or me and my wife, or if it's a female comedian, me and my uh, boyfriend, me and my husband, they'll say that we've been together for X amount of years, a large amount of years, let's say 15 years, 20 years, right? And then the crowd immediately starts going, "Woo!" you know, and and start clapping and, you know, giving praise for that, right? And to those people... I'm not, you know, I don't know if they're just celebrating the accomplishment of, of, wow, you know, you actually made it, or you know, whatever. But to those people, they're, they're they're giving praise for that, as if you know these are these relationships have worked, and they've immediately, you know, classified the relationship, have a good relationship between those those two people that have stayed together for that long, but they've done no digging. They don't know the quality of that relationship. Right? Right? Or, you know, if the Lord is satisfied by that relationship. Right? Because relationships are still purpose-based, purpose-driven. So, so, you know, just because they've been together for 20 years doesn't mean that the relationship works. Because, say for example, the Lord has a plan for your life specifically. Oh, I'm not supposed to get into this lane. Let me get over. I thought I was. We're going to go a different route today. Alright, so... Right, so like I said, that relationship doesn't mean that relationship worked. God had a specific plan for that, for one of those individual's lives. And it involved them traveling across the country so often. Or even traveling from country to country so often because God called for that person to be a missionary right however the person that they've been with for these said 20 years has always you know wanted them to stay home and stay with them and just could not tolerate you know them being away from them for so long right because they're always on the road and then when they're on are always uh, on traveling and then when they're traveling they might be out there for week long stints weeks long stints you know from rainy, you know, ranging for a day, a couple of days, to weeks long, and it's constant. It's around the clock. It's clockwork, right? And that's that could have been the life that God called that individual to However, the person that they were with just you know essentially got in the way of that. Whether they made them, whether they uh, specifically said, you know baby, I don't want you doing all that, like, I miss you, you got, you have a family, you have kids, you have other responsibilities, I never see you, right, or, or whether, you know, you know, I, listen, I love your heart, you know, you're you're doing this great, but, you know, you're doing too much, right, or whether just simply, simply, might not even say any of that other kind of stuff, right, but just have ways about them, the ways and they know what they're doing. Let me say it this way. Ways about them and they do things, right, just to make that person feel bad. And they try to manipulate, right, that person and getting them, you know, to stay home and, 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 to, and to succumb to, I shouldn't say succumb, but to really, you know, to stay home, to go against whatever the Lord has called them to. So now check this out. They have not, that individual has not lived a lifestyle of purpose, and now God is not satisfied with them in that relationship. So clearly, if that's the case, that's the case, you know, that's not that's not necessarily the right relationship. It's not necessarily the person you should have been with, or or you know. We'll just keep it moving. So that's, a, that's an example there And 20 years, great, right? But that relationship did not work Additionally, if you're getting in a, Just straight up in a bad relationship Like The other way to look at it is that if The relationship is quite literally just hell And um But you've been together for 20 years That doesn't mean that relationship That doesn't mean that relationship worked either Alright And then you got you know, short relationships and all the other kind of stuff, but I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep on going, I'm going to keep on moving, you know, because I think, I think that, that example there was actually uh, pretty good and enough to get anybody's mind thinking. Uh, what I actually want to get to, however, you know, I want to talk about, in essence, how these, in these relationships, what's really supposed to happen, you know, and, and, and I, I kind of wanted to bridge it all together with uh when i talked about the boyfriend and girlfriend sort of thing there you know a lot of the times we have we have we we sort of in god's eyes we fail at math (laughs) and you might you're gonna like this one in god's eyes we fail at math we do not add numbers correctly right and here's here's what i mean you'll take a man you'll take a woman each one of them, you'll take you'll take one and then you'll take one, right? And here's how we do this: we take one and we take one and we put them together in relationships, and we make eleven. And that doesn't work. And here's the reason why that doesn't work. See, see, that doesn't work because no matter what, no matter what way, shape, or form that goes. That number will always be odd. You can't split that down the middle to make two equal parts. It'll always have one overlapping over the other. So in a sense, it's a constant power struggle, constant struggle of will, you know, constant problems. Or maybe it's never a problem, but 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 then it's, you know, a constant um, compromise in ways that compromise should not be. And I... Maybe I'll get to that. Maybe I won't. But, you know, 11 is never an even number. It never flows smoothly. It's always odd. When I think of odd numbers, I always think of the rough numbers. Excuse me. But then when I think of even numbers, I always think of something smooth. Now, now how it should be is that you should be taking one and you should be taking the other one. And they should come together and they should make two. They should come together. They should mesh together and become one. The two separate parts should become one rather than two separate, yet close, separate, yet bridged, separate, yet, you know, Sometimes some relationships, you you got people making H's, okay? And we're not going to talk about, you know, we're not going to talk about the H's. But I just want you to see, you know, you have one and you have another one and they come together to make 11. They're not connected. They're not together. How they should be But rather If done In God's system In the way it works with him You know The two should come together The scripture literally says That the man You know Joins his wife And they become one They become one Meaning Meaning one flesh They become Together So now for the example That I'm giving you Eleven Is literally Separated just two ones Just very close to each other In close proximity That is not God's will However, those two should become Something Different than what they were Separately They can't come together and stay the same They have to come together And be joined together And and become One thing Which is now Two Two ones come together They either make eleven or they make two You got to decide how that's going You got to decide how that's going to be So now, moving forward That's not We have too much of that going on in this world Too much Far too much Far Far too much Far too much You know, and I, I just don't think that that's necessarily good, man It's not good I'm not gonna say I don't think like it, like it, like it's up for debate or opinion. No, it's really not good. Okay, um, they should become two. They should become two, not eleven. Right, and I. And this is why I wanted to talk about how a lot of relationships fail. You know, because you have elevens. So many of these relationships are elevens. So many of these. Relationships are elevens, you know. Um, some of them, you might live together for a long period of time, but never fulfilling purpose. You know, there's always a drawback. There's always a negative to it. There's always something that's off and wrong. I thought about, you know, how I taught, I taught a Bible study to the singles, um, and I came from Ephesians five. Basically, I, I, I dwelt on the on the passage from verse 21 all the way down to the end of the chapter, verse 33, uh, because I am driving, and for the sake of it, I will not be uh, opening up my Bible. Uh, however, I will talk from it. And one of the verses, in particular, you know, before I get there, let's start with verse 21. Verse 21, if I remember correctly, I'm, I'm, I'm excuse me, I'm gonna have to paraphrase. It. I'm not um, not 100% Going to quote it correctly You know but Basically it was saying that You know submit to, to, to one another Which means both of you Submit to each other Right which defines what How can that be Right how can that be People in this country they submit To government students Supposedly uh, Submit to teachers you know Workers submit to their boss employees and submit to employers that's probably a better way for you to be less offended if i say that so um you're like i'm not a worker i you know if you have a have a what is it white collar blue collar whatever type of job desk job whatever you know there's always this principle if you look around the world this principle of submission right even in driving schools they tell you to be defensive drivers um they should if they, if they didn't teach you to be a defensive driver Now I know why You know, all these problems out here nah, That's just me joking around But, you know <clears throat> It's a principle of submission in the world Principle of submission in the world Just no matter where you look You're just going to see it So um, But the Bible says in verse 21 It says submit Yourselves, you know, to each other To one another And which therefore means what? It means that when God played it out painted it out, you know, the man and the woman in that relationship, let's be honest here, you really are equal. You know, the man is not necessarily over the woman just as the woman is not necessarily over the man. You're equals. You are equals. Okay? That that is really how it should be. You guys are equals. The woman has equal uh, decision-making and and rights, just as the man has equal decision-making and rights. Now, now there is characteristics, there's a classification, let me say. Um, There is something that I do have to make clear with this though. However, (laughs) even though you are both equals, there are roles that God has assigned in the relationship. So, within these roles that God has placed in the relationship, the wife is supposed to be, let me say it this way, the husband is supposed to be, he has the leadership role. Okay? So, therefore, if he has the leadership role, then the wife is supposed to be submissive to the husband. And a lot of women, a lot of people don't like to hear that. But that is the truth, you know. Um, I've already, <laughs> I've already given you the scripture. I'm not going to sit here and, 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 you know, go back and quote it for you. I told you read, read Ephesians five, verse twenty-one through thirty-three, and it's much, and it's in more places throughout the scripture, you know. It's in, it's in First Corinthians, I believe. Um, it's also in First Peter. Uh, I think it's First Peter three. I think it's First Peter three. Is he the first Peter 3 or first chapter? See, the first Peter chapter 3 or chapter 5, but it's in there, you know, it's not just in one place, not just said by one person, if that's how you want to be about this so technical and, and all that kind of stuff, right? So, but there are leadership, there's a leadership role given to the husband, which therefore quite obviously means there is a submission role given to the wife if we give i could even take you all the way back to genesis where after (laughs) sorry after i'm laughing laughing at my at myself thinking about the word choice i'm about to use here after the whole debacle in the uh, garden of eden you know god dealt with the serpent god dealt with the with the woman and god dealt with the man okay one of the things one of the things that happened after that was uh you know, the serpent now was supposed to crawl on his belly for the rest of his days. Now what do you see? Snakes slither around. Hmm, interesting. And it's supposed to eat dust all the days of his life. You ever notice snakes constantly sticking out their tongue? Well, first and foremost, it's crawling on the ground. So let's just make that, you know, it's crawling on the ground. So if it's going to keep on crawling on the ground, then, you know, dust probably constantly coming in his mouth, constantly sticking out his tongue. And I, and I don't remember the scientific, the reason behind that, but it has something to do with the way snakes have to have to sense something so they're constantly sticking out their tongue or or have to breathe it's something, I think it's how they sense something or how they smell I think. I don't don't know, but it's something to do with that, and they're constantly sticking out their tongue, you know, and they're crawling around in their stomach, so slithering around in their stomach, so they're constantly eating dirt, next thing women, Um, childbirth labor pains Oh, man, your pain was greatly multiplied after that whole, like I said, tobacco in the garden. Greatly multiplied. But also, at the very end of that, I think the last thing God says to, to Eve was that, you know, and your desire should be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Can't get any more plain than that. God said it right then and there. You feel me? That's what he said that's what he said now the man of course our thing was uh you know now we got to toil very hard work very hard um we see my labor and then uh from our labor and that's some other things you know tending the garden working doing things in life you know it wasn't supposed to be as hard as it is um at all adam's job was to you know tend the garden keep it maintain it you know maintain his beauty and stuff. And it was supposed to be it was supposed to be easy for him. But now it's now it's difficult. And uh, you can you can tell, you know, some of the things that you gotta go through in life and and you know stuff stuff that you see on the day is working. But um yeah so so desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. So without breaking down desire we'll start with the fact that he shall rule over you. Well, just using word choice um that God chose to use uh right there He shall rule over you <clears throat> but if we understand this correctly, God didn't speak this until after sin entered the world. Mm. so this was spoken after, which means what this was this was spoken in response to. So, was this originally supposed to be this way? No. However, is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. If we look at desire, your desire should be for your husband. But, you know, that can mean many things. And many people have their opinions and, and viewpoints on it. But your desire should be for your husband. So, okay, So, so, your desire shall be for your husband. One way to look at that is that, you know the woman will want to be the desire should be for your husband so so one way to look at it is that you know as God gave Adam the leadership role Eve would want to take it instead and she would be you know the leader and in charge and in control of things now mind you like I said they're both supposed to be equal but now in response to sin, now what's going on? What God said. So now now he, he will want to be in control and, and in charge. And, and the assignment that God gave, the office that God gave the man and every husband, you know, so now the wife will want to try to take that as her own. Instead of being submissive and allowing the husband to lead as God uh, prescribes, as God defined it. Uh, these these husband and, relo- husband and wife uh, Relationships to work So um, No uh, And then you know Another way you could look at it Is that God made it clear In that Desire should be for your husband In the sense of There are a lot of police Pulling people over Out here I, It's just one after another they're going to run out of cops. They're going to run out in a second. But um, forgive me. Uh, so anyway, you know, desires be for your husband. And that, that sort of segues into my next point here is a man shall leave his mother and his father, join his wife, and they shall become one flesh. you've heard it said before when you hang around people you start to take on some of their habits some of the things like them and all that other kind of stuff well quite frankly that is exactly where i am going in these relationships here that there should certainly be some conformity um there there should be some conformity there should be some change there should be some Submission. There should be some likeness. You should be able to witness that. You should be able to see it. You know, and and coming from Ephesians five, when I taught the Bible study for the young adult, young adult slash singles, it's the same. So the, for the singles ministry, um, that the man, when when Paul wrote this, when Paul was talking about these relationships, you know, the man should love the wife as if his own, as if she is his own body cherish her as if she is literally him literally literally himself you know uh because quite frankly that's what it should be excuse me that's what it should be now that's not clear and i realize that that's not clear as i said that but you know i'm not saying when i say this i mean there should be some formality. you know you should start looking you should you two should start to look alike. You two should start to, you know, act alike and, and you know, have, there should be a oneness going on. There should be some sort of oneness, some sort of change. It doesn't have to happen immediately, you know. If it does happen immediately, then that's kind of questionable. Uh, but, you know, over time, you know, just, just just there should be a change. There should be a likeness going on. Some habits should start being formed. Some interests being developed, you know. Things should start going on, you know. Two should be, be meshing together in areas and stuff. And it should be by choice. It should be by choice. It shouldn't be by, you know, necessarily commanding all of this to be. Some things should happen naturally. Don't get me wrong as as, as you know as, as a man you know or as a woman you know they when it comes to the Lord and standing up for him and his righteousness you know that's why I added in woman there because the scriptures the woman submits to the husband as long as he submits to Christ. So but there should be some oneness going on and and as a leader you know there it doesn't matter what you're leading in; you will always have something that need that you will have to address and correct. So, there there are some things. There are maybe maybe a couple of things that you'll have to do, you know, have to have to say, have to address. I know in the scriptures, if you remember, maybe you don't. Maybe some of y'all hearing this probably don't really know much. Um, but there was a you know a warrior leader. His name was Joshua in the Old Testament. Um, after Moses dies died, guess who took over? joshua and joshua you know he out of his mouth he proclaimed he said me and my house will serve the lord which means you know this is something that he didn't necessarily ask he didn't he he as as the leader took that up and said me and my house will serve the lord so now if him and his house are going to serve the lord then he has to now address that and make sure that um that such such a thing is being done you know so there are some things that you know as a man you as the leader of the house, you might, you would have to address, have to, have to correct, have to set straight, possibly, possibly. And I, and I realize now my, my word choice, you know, probably offended some people the way I said that, but, um, it's not necessarily my word. So, and then again, woman, you know, if your husband ain't submitting to God, then you don't subject yourself to leading if he's asking you to do things that aren't righteous that are that are that are sinful you know that aren't holy that'll that'll bring between you know bring distancing between you and your savior you know then that's not a way that you are forced to go this is you know I don't know where my turn is that is not a way that you are forced to go right you're no longer you're not you're no longer bound to that um so I'm going south 7a so this link is the link I need to be in I'm not gonna get in I could have should have would have there's a lot of traffic today I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to sneak in here see what they let me do all right cool so like I said he ain't doing right or or mm, wow he ain't wow traffic Alright, so like I said, if he ain't doing right Or, or if he, say you both are Christian You know, serving the Lord But now, for some reason, you know, he's just off And he's asking you to do things that aren't godly And all that other, you know, other kind of stuff, right then, then, you know, you take that step back Take that step back But, um, as a leader There will be some things that you have to address And, and, and confront and all that other kind of stuff Now, here's where, as a man God expects you to stand and we can witness this with Adam and Eve. God expects if there are things that are going on, and things that your you know your wife, spouse may be saying to you, and asking you to do, or suggesting to you, and having your your kids and your family go certain routes of ways that do not serve the Lord, that do not you know submit to Him, that are that are against God's will. God expects you to stand up. God expects you to stand up and take that stand. And cut that off and that snip nip it in the bud that's what god expects you to do see and here's why it was such a big problem for adam see right because here now here's our here's our witness see because the serpent the garden talked to eve real slick you feel me and deceived her right she she reasoned within herself and was like you know what this fruit is looking pretty good it's now, now she's seduced right and she bites into this fruit Now here, she then takes this fruit and gives it to Adam. Adam, now, his this is his moment. This is right now his test. This is why Adam got in trouble. It's not just because you know, each one of them all they every they all had a test. Eve had a test, she passed hers, and then Adam had a test, and Adam didn't pass his. It's not just because he ate the fruit, you think that, you think that God's going to allow sin to enter the world by a way which you had no ability, no way that you could have known, no way that you could have made a better decision or choice. I don't believe that. See, I believe Adam had a test and his test was to stand on God's word. Stand on God's commands and say No, this is not what we're supposed to be doing And I'm not going to do this I'm not going to do this But rather, as Eve gave him that fruit Adam said, you know, it's whatever I'm going to do it She gave me the fruit Because after this God questioned Adam God already knew God already knew, knew Everything that went down God saw it all The eyes of the Lord are in every place. God saw it all. God knew what happened. So when God came down looking for him and asked Adam what was going on, what happened, why did you do it? He was like, Lord, it's the woman you gave me. That's what Adam said. That's what Adam said. He said it was the woman you gave me. Right? That was his quote-unquote excuse. Adam did not pass this test. Adam, instead of standing for what was right, instead of instead of standing and possibly suffering persecution from his wife for righteousness' sake, he didn't do it. He he, whatever his, uh, in order to avoid confrontation, Adam went the way where he went and ate the fruit and hoped it would be all right. That's Exactly what he did, to avoid confrontation, he went that way and hoped everything would be all right instead of standing instead of checking instead of being the leader that God called him to be he 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 compromised and avoided confrontation, which is sin, and which is why I say Adam didn't pass his test, and I think I need to get over let me get over they they let me get over because they knew I had to. I appreciate you, white car. I appreciate you very much. So, so now here's here's where we have problems. Here are where things are not right. And here's where God has problems. Here are where things are not right. See, God tells us, you know, I'm not going to go there right now. But, you know, like I said, Adam had a test. He ain't passed it. Eve had a test. test sure enough, she ain't passed hers. Right? So now we got what we got. Just just take a look around. Just think about what's happening. Now we got what we got. Right? So, oh, snap. This is, hold on. I need to get over it again. Anyway. So, this is not good. It's not good. This is not good. This is not good. This is not good. This is not good. Through this example, through this example, i go this way. Through this example, we can see some things here. We can see some things here. You know, one plus one should not equal 11, but it should equal two. The Bible says, how can two walk together lest they agree? God tells you, do not be unequally yoked. Is this a merge lane? I'm sorry. I'm on a road that I have never really been on before. And um, I'm having questions. Um, As you hear. Anyway, the Bible tells you not to be unequally yoked. Now, am I saying Adam and Eve were unequally yoked? No. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is... You need to find somebody. Scratch that. You need to allow the Lord to give you somebody. That will make it easier. That will make it... That will. That will not be a hindrance, not be a stumbling block for you in doing the will of the Lord. That's what I am saying. You both need to be agreed on this one thing, that Jesus Christ is Lord. So whatever his law is, whatever his rules are, whatever his precepts are, you know, his commandments, whatever his truth is, let me make, bring it all back, let me bring it all clear to you. Whatever truth is whoever Jesus Christ is that's what you all need to be settled and connected on first chiefly excuse me that needs to be number one so therefore if you are a Christian and are saved I'll start right out right now out the gate saying that you can't entertain with a sinner when a sinner people don't understand what sinners are but with a sinner meaning someone who has not accepted Jesus Christ into their heart. Someone who, you know, does not submit to the Lord Jesus. That is a sinner. That is a sinner. Right? And you can't be with them. If you're at a certain place with your walk in the Lord, you know, you can't be with them. And and, and I say it this way. Pastor what does it look like with a pastor getting in a relationship with a woman who just came off the streets, you know, used to, you know, used to run game, you know, with you know, hot girl summer, whatever. You know, used to run game, all this other kind of stuff, right? She gets she just now gets saved. And then tomorrow, the pastor hooking up with her. Hooking up meaning meaning they start talking and getting a relationship. Not necessarily that they're having sex and all that kind of stuff. But and there's no way in the world that it'll work. No way in the world. Because the way that the pastor's lifestyle now and the call on his life now, she cannot understand that life at all. She can't understand. She barely knows the difference between right and wrong. You know, and I say that because how can she? She don't know. She's lived a lifestyle contrary to the will of God for so long. And now you know she's getting on on the Lord's team on the winning team, but she don't really know the words, she don't really have the understanding, she don't really have the revelation you know some some you know she's not necessarily seasoned um as you'll say so so in order to make that relationship work, there's compromise there's compromise that you know has to be done by that pastor, which now he's has a problem with the Lord because he's compromising. And he's not fulfilling his purpose and his assignment. So, likewise, even in, even within the church, even within the ministry, and I use something as very drastic as a pastor and a new, new convert. uh, but fine, fine tooth comb, comb, it. Even make it even more specific to you, because <clears throat> those are not necessarily common situations or maybe they are common, I don't know. But uh still it doesn't matter. Even with it even within the same body, you cannot be unequally yoked. Right? You cannot be unequally yoked. And this is what I mean is, you know, about you know a tree by the fruit that it bears. You have to be you have to watch. You have to be attentive. <clears throat> you have to watch, you have to be attentive and you have to you have to survey. You have to you have to pray for discernment. The Bible says, you know, wisdom, God's words, wisdom and discernment will keep you from the immor- immoral woman, keep you from the adulteress, keep you from the seductress, right? You have to understand that these are situational. this are situational. And there's so much to really go with that and understand with that. As far as when it says an adulteress, if it's not the one that God gave you, we could call it adultery. Because God's gonna recognize what He's done. You know, God get God God has a partner for you. God has a partner for each and every one of us, um, if that's what you are called to. Some people are some people aren't called to relationships. Some people are called, you know to life's lives only for the lord and they're not you know they don't have they don't have families they don't have not in those relationships because that's not what the lord called them to the work that god put them down here for in this earth they just god just didn't allow them to have that uh with whatever their assignment is so so for but for the rest of you all you know god has somebody okay he does. And quite frankly, if I say if God has somebody for you, then that means it's only one person. And if it's only one person, then as with as many people as there is out here in this world, you have that percent chance of getting it wrong. So allow God to give you that person Don't go out here and try to choose them yourself. But rather, God who knows all things and who who can do all things, when time and season is right, uh, will just simply tell you, reveal to you, and bring that person to your life. I mean, it's quite frank. It's quite simple. Um, But people make it hard because of the desires that you have. The desires that you have for something that might not be right for you in the right season... Something that you might not be ready for, right? And the Lord could be saving your life. He could honestly be saving you from getting in a relationship with somebody sooner than you should, right? Because say God give you the right person at the wrong time, meaning you aren't ready, or check this out. He's bringing two people together, so they aren't ready, right? Right, so, or they aren't ready, right? And now you two get in a relationship, and the relationship failed. So now... What good is that? Your soulmate is now kept away from you because now you had you went through and the relationship didn't work. So now you got hurts and pains from from the soulmate. So now, like, we go back to some of the other examples I said before, you know, and things that were going on and all this other kind of stuff. So that's not good, right? We don't want that. God don't want it. I don't want it for you either. You know, So 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 we have to allow God to bring them to you and trust him and have faith in him that he knows what he's doing i mean we can just be honest right now and say god you know if, if that's how you feel right if that's how you feel then we can just be honest right now save save a lot of the you know manipulation save a lot of the deceit the lies the the fooling yourself fooling other people you know and the heartache and the pain when you're in secret nobody knows how you feeling and going through right we can save all of this of stuff right now and we can say you know lord lord i just don't believe that you know what you're doing right We can just say that and be honest and be done with it right now. Because God knows your heart. And if you say one thing out your mouth, but yet you're constantly going through, you know, emotionally over here and all this other kind of stuff, right? You're constantly going through. Then the Lord knows what your heart is really saying and what your heart really feels. So it's better, right? It's better that you just reveal to the Lord your heart. Talk to him and say, look, Lord, listen. I know and I believe, Father God, that, you know, you just you got it all worked out. And even if I don't, that's what they told me. So I you know, and I'm trying my I'm trying my best to hold on to stuff. Lord, I just you know, I, I feel like now's the time. I really think now's the time for me to be in a relationship. And if it's not, then I believe, you know, that that I'm really want one. I think I'm really ready for one. Lord you know, just say, tell him what's really in your heart. Tell him how you feel, because he prefers, I, he on. I'm, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. He prefers honesty. We tell people all the time in a relationship because that's what it's supposed to be—a relationship between you and you and your Lord, you and Jesus, who loves you so much. You know, he wants a relationship with you, and he should tell you just, just just they tell you all the time communication they'll tell you in the world all, all the time communication is key in relationships that's what some people believe right communication is key in relationships so the lord who knows all things omnipotent right he knows how you feel in your heart and he can see that but he can but he also sees that for whatever the reason you won't tell him How would you feel if you knew somebody that you cared about so very much? And some of you have seen this happen in your life. Somebody that you care about so very much, right? And you know that they're hiding things from you. And they won't tell you. And, and you can see it all over them all day long. And it's affecting how they act. And affecting, you know, you know what they do. and how, you, know, how they feel. you see it. You see it and you know something's up with them. But yet, they won't tell you for whatever the reason. And that makes you feel some kind of way. And so this is the same thing we do to Jesus because he knows what we feel. He knows what's in our hearts and he knows how that affects us. But we won't tell him. We won't come to him about it. And what's crazy about it is that with the, with, with the just two people, even if you go back and you tell that person, that person might not be able to fix anything that you're going through. But Jesus can. If it's his will right now in this moment, in this season, then He can be your comforter. If you're hurt, He can bring you healing. If you got to go through something, He can encourage you with the perfect words. Perfect words. He can do all that and be all that for you. And the crazy thing is that he already knows and he already has planned out, panned out, you know, already what he's going to say, what he's going to do. How he'll heal you, how he'll lift you up, how he'll encourage you to keep on going. How he'll strengthen you. And if it feels like the pain is just going to take you out, hurt you, emotionally scar you. Whatever. Then he's already there. Ready to save you. But the key thing is. That. One you have to tell him. But two also. We're supposed to be in that relationship. With Jesus first. What you want. With somebody else. You have to first. Have. And develop with Jesus himself. Because man I am so. I really want to open up the scripture. And turn to the book of James. Man I think it is James 3. Either way. I think this is really the only place. That I've seen it in the Bible. If I'm wrong then somebody can tell me. But I think it's in James 3. That he says. Don't you know the spirit in us yearns jealously for us if it's not James chapter 3 it's in the book of James and if you open your Bible you will find it however he yearns jealously for us which means what how is that relevant to this right now is that the Lord God is not going to give you anyone or anything that's going to take you away from him now for example, if you now receive a blessing from the Lord and now your heart is turned away from the Lord, meaning you focus more on that thing, the time and the sacrifice that you gave the Lord and attention, let me say it this way, the attention you gave the Lord, you now give to it over him, you know, a lot of the time it's just because of you. You know what I'm saying? If he gave you that blessing, you know, and now... Now you're like not focused on them anymore. That was your choice, right? That's what you did. But he's not going to give you anything that's going to take you away, right? He's not going to give you anything that's going to take you away. Sometimes we, 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 we say, oh, the Lord bless us with a job, right? And now that job is asking for your Sundays. and You can't go to church. God is not going to bless you with anything that's going to take you away from his house. That is the one thing. Like, like what? Like you telling me, you telling me the Lord blessed you with a job that now, now you're not going to spend time with him on Sundays. You're not going to come over to his house once a week anymore. You you telling me the Lord get honestly, he gave you that. Okay. So, um, that's not how it works. God's not going to give you anything that's going to, that's going to take you away from him. Why, why would he do that? That, that just doesn't even sound, it just doesn't even make sense. Um and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to, you know, speak down or belittle anybody when I say that, but I'm saying it just that in itself. Forget about your personal situation, but if you think about that generally in itself, it just don't make sense. He's not gonna give you anything that's gonna take you away from him. Right? If you are his if you are his his desire, why would he give you something that'll keep his desire away from him? Like I said, that like that just it just don't make sense. So um, right, so we have to have that relationship with the Lord first. We gotta have that relationship with the Lord first. And I didn't really dive in. I'm was at my at my place that I that I need to, need to be, um, but I didn't really dive into as deep as I wanted to the uh, the, the transformation part of the woman. But in, in Ephesians chapter five, verse twenty one to thirty three, read it yourself. It talks about how. Jesus Christ, you know, he sacrificed himself for the sake of the church and the church is his bride. Okay, so he gave himself, meaning he left his father's house to go then get. His wife. And that he may transform her. Into the glorious church, the glorious wife that it should be. And Jesus Christ loves his wife. Like he loved himself So I wanted to say that And I wanted to give you something to think about with that You know sacrificed himself for his wife That she would be You know transformed Into this glorious You know image of himself He loved his wife like he loved himself Right I just want you to think about that I just, want, I just want you to think about that and notice that. Note that. Pay attention to that. You know. Likewise, men. You're not going to find anybody that's perfect. Right off the bat. It's going to take some time. That's why I said, over time, you know, they change. You change, she changes. Over time. You have to sacrifice yourself. Be patient. Love her. You know. Love her. Um, And, and over time. That glorious... She she then becomes that glorious wife, you know, that you were to leave your mother and your father's house for. This is not my turn. So like I said, nobody's gonna be perfect. But I've already said, don't be unequally yoked. So don't try to don't 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 try to say, you know, don't try to go out here and get the one that you know that's wrong for you just because I said, Well nobody's gonna be perfect. Scripture clarifies scripture. That's why you can't necessarily just run off with one scripture. You know, you gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta read all over and understand what the Lord is saying. Um, So, with that, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and and, and wrap it up. Um, This has really been a whole hour. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. You feel me? Um, I just wanted you all to think about that and understand that. You know, oh man, this is the big. Well, I already said where I was going now'm going to a bank so anyway understand you know <clears throat> understand man you're supposed to be patient don't 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 make your wife bitter don't make her bitter right You'll be patient and you're supposed to be out here. You're going for a wife You're not going for a girlfriend and boyfriend I feel like I've said this before But if I haven't, I will say it once more You know God doesn't even recognize Boyfriend, girlfriend, relationships He's all about that 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 husband, wife situation You feel me? (laughs) Uh, But that's what he's about For real you know, he don't he don't he not recognize all that that play play stuff, man. That's that's what we came up with. That's what we say, that's what we call things. That's how we as people do. You know. But you do need to now I would say in this world today, you do need to take the time to get to know somebody. Um there's many ways that you need to take the time to, to understand and search diligently that you may hear the Lord um, when he speaks to you about who's right and who's not you know, um, that you may understand many areas do not be unequally yoked. How can two walk together unless they agree, right? There are many areas, you know, so you gotta you gotta you gotta take your time, you gotta do do the research, do the digging. Right? You can't just just go at this half half hazardly. Um, but anyway, what I will say is that, you know, I hope you all were blessed by this. You know. Um, I wish I had can I go in this way? I can. So hope y'all are blessed by this. Um, I guess if anybody has any questions, um, or anything, any comments, anything that you want to say, any any anything that you want me to talk about or address personally, or any, any stuff like that, you know? Um, I don't know where I got to park at. Can I park here or can I park there? I- I'm going to park over there. Um, just shoot me shoot me a message on Instagram. You feel me? I'll respond there. Um, on Instagram, uh, B, the letter B, the number three, dot, great. That's my Instagram handle. You can shoot me a message there. Um, You know, like I said, I just hope that you all are blessed by this. Again, i said say it one more time. The letter B, the number three, dot, great. Go ahead, communicate with me. I'm happy to respond. All right, and y'all be blessed and um, God bless. Amen.